Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Liam Maitland, KCBS Foodie Champ, the Ferry Building in San Francisco. With me, a dear friend, a food and wine connoisseur, the host of Tasting Room Radio in Canada and Mulligan's to you. Terry, David Mulligan. Hello, mate. Hello, then. It's nice to be back on this spot because I think we did an interview here a couple of years ago perhaps on this very bench. You know what? A little deja vu happening right now. And because it is the ferry building, you will hear the approach of the double ferries coming in shortly. <laughs> Absolutely. Seagulls in the background. It's a blue sky day. Terry, this is like a homecoming for you and your lovely wife Meg, who's in the wings here, because this was your home, the 415, for a few years back in the day, right? Frankly, Liam, if I could call you Liam, yeah. um, we'd still be here. You love it. We so love it. And we've told our kids about it and said, we're leaving now. <laughs> um, you may not see us again. Mm. But um, work took me back uh, north of the border, uh, doing basically the same thing that you're doing. Only it was morning radio, and then it was television. It was uh, our version of MTV called Much Music. And, um, and then a show called Movie Television, which had me on movie sets for 15 years. And that's how we formed our friendship, Terry. We were doing the same gig for many years. You for up there in Canada, me for here in the Bay Area. Uh, and then we transitioned. <laughs> Well, when I say transition, that's a we, kind word. Yeah. That's a very kind word. <laughs> we found a way to uh, enjoy a career of our, with our other passion at its core, and that's food, that's wine. So let's 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 set the scene for folks listening. Where's home for you? Uh, home, frankly, now because we, the the tasting room show started in the Okanagan on the Naramata bench. Uh, there's there's uh, hard to believe, but. The very northern tip of the Sonoran Desert, which is huge through the states, the very northern tip shows up in Canada in the Okanagan Valley, and it's linked by these azure blue uh, uh, chain of lakes, one after the other after the other, but on the benches all the way up where the where the Ice Age used to be, it is glorious wine country. And um, initially, when it first started in the 80s, they were growing all the wrong stuff, and then the government came along and said, will pay you to pull those vines out and grow Chardonnay and uh, Pinot Blanc and uh, uh, Malbec and, and and all of the great uh, wines that we know and love and all it changed overnight literally and then the second thing was instead of trying to figure out how to grow those grapes we uh, hired and invested money in uh, winemakers and wine growers from around the world who grew those grapes yeah. and knew how to grow them and knew what to do with them and not screw it up and they made us so much better including the americans and they put uh, that region okanagan on the map uh, those wines now enjoyed they're made by people from around the world and they are now wines that are enjoyed around the world well here's the tricky thing we don't make a lot of wines uh, and, and, and well, there's two things. One, we don't produce a lot of wines, and secondly, we drink everything, <laughs> absolutely everything. But there are some who have made it their um, mission 
to get their wines to you. And one of them is, in fact, Mission Hill, which is uh, the, the, currently the, voted by their peers and a huge judging panel, the number one winery in Canada. It's at the tip of the Okanagan Valley. It's a spectacular place with a mission bell on the top of it. You can see for 50 miles from the top of that hill, and they, they know what they're doing. So Mission Hill, there's a wine to watch for. Another one is Painted Rock, uh, just down the valley, and they make big reds. Quailsgate, directly across from Mission Hill. Uh, Quailsgate also invested in Valley of the Moon, yeah. your winery sure. uh, in the Sonoma. Yep. Uh, the Okanagan Crush Pad. They're crazy people uh, making uh, amazing orange wines. And what's happening right now is there's two things. There's um, Pinot. Pinot is just taken right off because the heat units have upped one and two degrees, and it's vital for us up there. In other words, we get a longer season because of that. Unfortunately, that's climate change. Yeah. And the other thing is... And with that, with that in mind, Terry, what's the temperament... Uh, there's a word for it, that temperature swing. What's that word? When it, you know the warm days, cool nights, it's like a 50-degree swing... It's called a something swing. I hope you're the editor of this. It's <laughs> diurnal. That's it. Diurnal swing. Diurnal and, swing, and, yeah. And so we, we recognize it here in San Francisco. Yeah. Because like, it's hot today, and tonight, you'll be wearing a sweater. Absolutely. Uh, and then, likewise, not too far from here, is a lovely wine appellation, Conaris, oh, that shoulders Sonoma and Napa. Love it. Uh, so it's uh, across both con- uh, counties. And you have those really warm days, like today up there, it'll be 90. Uh, tonight, it could be 40. So yeah. there's a 50-degree swing, a big yeah. one. We've got that going for us in the Okanagan right now. And um, I remember uh, I was doing a, a wine conference here at Yosemite. And a master of wine, and I wish I could remember his name, stood up and said, if I were going to plant now and get into the Pinot Noir business now, this was this was seven, eight years ago. Yeah. He said, I wouldn't go to, I wouldn't go to Oregon. We go to Northern California. I wouldn't go to Washington. I go directly to British Columbia because they're going to get it, and they're going to get a nice long, and that's what's happening. Yeah, it's happening. It's uh, it's your time, uh, Terry. To be back here in the Bay Area. By the way, I want to set the scene for those who've just joined us for the Ferry Building. Uh, KCBS Foodie Chap talking to Terry David Mulligan, uh, a broadcaster a television legend and radio legend he's a, he's a leg end you should see his legs he's showing them off today rather sexy so Terry coming back here uh, we had lunch today at Hog Island your f- first time there right? actually I think it is the first time at Hog Island I think I was outside for just a drink uh, first time but they know what they're doing they're really good uh, and, uh, and, and look beyond the oysters the oysters uh, are from all over North America however it's the crudo the mussels, a lot of the other yummy bits on the menu that you really should seek out. You might not want to eat the bread when it sits down. They give you four nice little rolls. But hold on to it because there's you with each one of those dishes that comes along that you want to sop up with a, with a nice crusty yep. bread. It's fantastic. And, I, and what I really like, and this is, as you well know, anybody can cook uh, when the restaurant is at 4.35 o'clock and there's no pressure. But to produce that amount of food under those conditions and keep everybody happy, yeah. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. You really need great staff and really good kitchen. And they they do it every, every day, 365 days of a year. There's always a line. Uh, it's a hot place to be, Hog Island. Uh, you're staying over in Oakland on this trip this time in the 510, uh, and you got to eat uh, while you're out and about in Oakland. Uh, you also took a little day trip uh, yesterday uh, up to Healdsburg. Tell me about your trip to Healdsburg. I just wanted to go up and st- walk around and get under the shade of that, that 
that center square, that park in the, in the middle. It's fantastic. I just, because I was telling my son, you just want to sit down, watch everybody go by. You get a sense of the town. Many of these people are not from here, but you'll notice the locals that are. Uh, I just love Hillsburg. It's it's exactly what a wine town should be, and that's what BC and the Okanagan has to learn, how to be a wine town, how to give yourself to the wine business and not try to be something else. Well, anyway, anyway, and here's, and here's what make, makes it work. What? Uh, giving people a great place to stay. So 15 years ago, uh, it may be almost 20 now, Hotel Hillsburg went in. Uh, as part of that, um, Charlie Palmer put in his restaurant right there uh, and he put Healsburg on the map because all of a sudden they had a rock star chef in this little town this little wine country town following that Cyrus Doug Keane following Cyrus Dustin Vallette who worked with Charlie Palmer opened Vallette and so it's just had this domino effect uh, anyway that's my bit on Healsburg thank you thank you for sharing that interview with me um, uh, the, 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 I love you mate uh, here's the deal um you don't want, as a wine business, the smaller you are, the smaller you are, because it's very, very competitive up in, in north of San Francisco sure. and down, frankly. And you have, you, if you get people just driving through, you really haven't proven anything. You need to get them to stop. Yeah. And the only way you can do that is to give them accommodation and a reason to stay. Well, Napa, now, Napa, you went to Napa to taste the wine, to go to the wineries. You never made a stop in the town. There was no there there. Yeah. Again, about 15 years ago, they put in a great hotel downtown. Then they put a couple of celebrity chefs named restaurants. Tyler Florence, yeah. he was the first. Morimoto next. Uh, and then more chefs came. There is now a destination, which is downtown Napa. Yeah, because it was boarded up then. Yeah. It was a sad sight, and it's come full circle. Uh, and uh, you kind of hope that it re- retains its character, because it was a worker's town. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what you want. Keep yeah. that blue collar. Yeah. You know, bring the food and bring the people, but have fun with it. I actually stumbled through. Uh, I was there doing something, and I stumbled through uh, uh, a Friday night rib joint. Yahoo, ye freaking ha! Uh, down one of the streets. Sorry, one more time, one. <laughs> ye freaking ha! Yeah. And 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 I went. This is exactly what you should be doing. Yeah. In this town, fantastic. And, and by the way, that's what Napa does. You, you there, there are food experiences for everybody. If you want to go and have uh, a three mission star uh, dinner, uh, you can indeed do that at a restaurant like Meadowood. Uh, if you want to just go uh, and have an inexpensive uh, some tacos, you can go to a Mexican joint. It's all there. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply Meantime, back to Healdsburg. I just want to recommend, because we loved him so much, Matteo Granados, who's the chef owner at Matteo's uh, Cochina Latina. Uh, and, and we thought, okay, let's get some shade. Maybe there'll be, maybe there'll be a, a nice little uh, outdoor patio or something. And there was all of that. But he was, he was cooking up a storm. 
and I couldn't believe how good this food was. It was unlike, and we eat a lot of it. It was unlike anything we had tasted, including the drinks, including the drinks. Now, you went on a trip with lovely Meg to Oaxaca last year. Uh, Oaxaca, just an hour and a half outside town, uh, the agave fields, uh, where they make the best tequila on the planet and the best. It's smoky. Uh, it's from a different part of the agave plant. It is... There you go. See, Meg knows. Mezcal. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. Here's the deal. We didn't know this, but when I went there and I, I did lots of interviews, it is the cooking capital, uh, the old school cooking capital of Mexico. Oh, yeah. When, when chefs get out of touch with Mexican cooking, <laughs> they go every... Sep- now, every yeah. September, they go back to Oaxaca and learn how to cook old school. Uh, plus the fact that... Oh, when, when, Meg just mentioned moles. Oh, my gosh. That's where the sep- six or seven, depending on who you believe, mole sauces came from. Plus, in fact, when you go through the markets, the, the ladies are sitting there with great big sacks of red objects and their bugs, their crickets and things, and everybody's cooking with them. Yeah. Listen, let me tell you, when we went, we interviewed three mescaleros. These mescaleros, uh, they've been making mezcal in their family uh, for like four, five generations. Was one of them called Marty Short? Or was that different? I think it's different. Different, yeah. Uh, definitely no Marty's, definitely no Short's. Uh, but uh, here's the wild part, where they make the mezcal, all these little agave farms, mezcal farms, are off the grid. So they have a donkey crushing the agave. They have the, the still, uh, and then they have the, um, what's the other part? The, f- the fermenting wooden tank, yeah. All off the grid. No electricity, all done by hand. So whenever I have a shot of mezcal, uh, there is reverence every time, and I you sip it slowly, and you think about the hard work put into each and every bottle, which is which explains the price of mezcal. Yeah, because mezcal is going to be more expensive than tequila sitting beside it on the shelf, but but how they make it and the passion and how they create that craft and keep it in the family—it's a family business—is fantastic. I want to take a little trip to Vancouver, Terry. What's happening in the town? Who are the star chefs that are doing wonderful things in Vancouver? I know you're you're on your your little island there, an hour and a half away. Uh, but what what's exciting about food and wine in Vancouver right now? Well, they, I mean, first of all, you can't keep up with the openings. But for every opening, let's say there's eighty or a hundred or one hundred and fifty in a year, there's eighty or hundred or one hundred and fifty closing on the other end. It's very competitive, and I think chefs and and the culinary business will understand that. Uh, we, we have here's the, here's the deal our mentors are the chefs that came to Vancouver uh, for example uh, the Italian chefs who came to Vancouver and didn't even recognize the Italian cooking and they said I'm going to do this my way from my hometown and they changed Italian cooking and, and then uh, uh, John Bishop um, took all of those famous early chefs took them to a place called April Point up the coast and he was in this gorgeous old fishing lodge. And he said to them, he said to them, um, I'm sending you to the forest with these uh, scissors and knives. Go and find your meal. And he sent them into the forest and they had uh, three or four hours to gather things from a rainforest that they were going to cook that night. And it changed cooking in Vancouver completely. Yeah. And, uh, and it was all followed up by the star of the show. That one guy in Vancouver that you want to try to get to is Hawksworth. Yep. That's the restaurant. And we were there together when I was last there. We, we, we spoke to Chef. We had a good little chat. David? Is it David Hawksworth? 
Yeah, David Oxford. Yes, yeah. of course. We had a little chat. We had a little chat with him. Um, is Vidya still there? The best Indian food on the planet? Vidya's is still there. Um, is he still turning presidents away? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, what happened was he had to, he had to get out of that building because the lineup kept extending around the block. He's now literally a block from Vancouver City Hall. Vikram Vidya is called Vidya's, and now his food can be found in in a. a, a really good food stores uh, pre-packaged but he knows how to do it he's not fooling around he's really good and it is the best Indian restaurant but food that you're going to ever find Terry um, I could talk to you for hours I wish we had uh, a chance to to run around the ferry building and enjoy uh, many more things um, I know that you're going to come back and when you do come back I'm going to give you and Meg a food tour of the ferry building. I'm going to take you to a great little restaurant called Noe's Cantina in Noe Valley, uh, which you really have to try out. Uh, uh, highly recommended, is it? Yeah, highly recommended, with a capital H. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts. San Francisco <laughs> to you today. What does it mean to you? Who was it that wrote the column about San Francisco for you? Herb Cain. Herb Cain. There was a, well, we were here living here, so that was 80 to 84. Herb Cain wrote a, 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 a column that said, we're not what we used to be. And basically, it implied that all of the things that he loved about San Francisco were disappearing week by week by week. And he said, we're not the same, right? But you were never going to be the same. You were never going to. But here's, here's the deal, Herb. I hate to tell you this, but God bless you. You are still San Francisco. And you are still um, passionate and kind and caring. And all of the things that you want when you come into a city like this, this is what you want. Well, and I will add to that because a lot of people love to complain and every city changes. London, Paris, Rome, you name it. You can still go and enjoy Golden Gate Park for free and run through the park any day of the week. You can still enjoy all the great museums first Monday of the month. You can still explore the dozen different neighborhoods, each with its own personality and character. San Francisco, the 415 is its own place, its own thing. Yes, it's expensive, but there's still lots of things you get to enjoy for free. How can we, mere Canadians, who literally sit around campfires, how can we hear uh, your work in this uh, this uh, foodie chap thingy? Well, I'm going to share the link with you. Uh, KCBSRadio.com. That's KCBSRadio.com. And click on foodie chap. Uh, Terry? Every guest, be it a chef or a winemaker, gets a pen. Uh, you get a pen and a Foodie Chap T-shirt. Where's your T-shirt? Meg's got it in her yeah. bag. Um, uh, you get to share a recipe with our listeners of one of your favorite dishes. Um, I'm putting you on the spot here. No, no. what would it be? It's it's a salmon. You can do a plank salmon if you want. In other words, you, you soak that cedar board uh, so that it can withstand the heat. But here's the deal with with plank salmon um, or just salmon on the grill. Uh, on tin foil or straight on, you cannot pop it, overcook it. As soon as you start to see that white fat, just start to make an appearance. Get it off because long after it's off that grill, it's still cooking. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, a, a uh, you put a dry rub on it. You can put it in a bag. It's got uh, demerara sugar. It's got um, uh, cin- a little bit of cinnamon. It's got garlic. It's got nutmeg and cloves. Of, yeah, cloves. And, and and just and a little bit of salt. Keep it in a bag. It won't won't melt on you. And then when you need it, reach into the bag, throw it on that salmon, and it melts. And it's killer. And my father, on his deathbed, would not tell me the secret ingredient. <laughs> he laughed at me and said, "You'll figure it out." And you did. No. <laughs> Still not. Okay. Last question. 
wine to go with that? What would you drink? Oh, man. You want a California wine or you want a BC one? A BC. Before Christ. Uh, what's our favorite rosé? Hatch. 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 Hatch rosé. There's a, well, they make, they make, their portfolio is 22 wines wide, but the hatch, look for the hatch. They're crazy. Have a rock and roll attitude about them, but I love them a lot. Uh, down here, I would suggest, uh, what did I order at uh, lunch today? Uh, well, we had the Domaine Corneris. Yes. We had the sparkling rosé. Yeah. You love that, right? Exactly that. And especially, especially with oysters. And not just the oyster itself, but the jus inside the shell. That's your chaser. Don't throw that out. D- get her in the mouth and shoot her down. <laughs> shoot it down. Uh, Terry David Mulligan, my friend. Good to see you, buddy. Uh-oh. Love you to bits. You know that. Meg, good to see you, darling. Thank you. And I will see you both uh, sometime soon in Vancouver. I, uh, I hope you survive 2020. Thank you. Liam Maitland, KCBS Foodie Chap. The recipe of the conversation at kcbsradio.com and click on Foodie Chap. Oh, yes, eh? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.